thank you for locating you, gracing your life. Thank you for the grace that we enjoy. We give you all the glory. We praise your holy name. Kadimi na pare na di kosani mataya. Lika da madon shapadi aven de mekaya de. Shadi bira pare de. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the grace that we enjoy. We thank you. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise.
Subject our faculties to the brain that one years to hear and then understand. Hear well in the mighty name of Jesus. Touch our hearts, oh God, that as the word comes, no evil bear will take it out of our hearts. But it will stay and grow and will be partakers of the fruit of it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let every single life presented here receive that transformation that they are expecting this morning. And let whatever request they came here with be answered. Be answered. Be answered. Jesus mighty name. I pray for every heart here to receive comfort. I pray for every mind here to receive direction in the name of Jesus. I pray for every heart to receive understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. Jesus mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. 
God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about the supremacy of the word of God. And today will be part four. We'll try to run up today, though we can't finish, and see if one day in life we will come back to it. Say amen. And last week, we discussed the word of God being a carrier of what? Fire. Is that not it? And also hammer. And then we said that that word has the potency to burn any chaff in your system. So be sickness, be disease, be infirmity. If that word gets into your system, to burn it off. Because when a man of God is praying for you, he speaks the word to confront that situation. So it's a clear example or indication that the word carries that fire potency to burn any chaff in our system. The prophet said that the word of God is caged in his bones. And he's now tired of forbearing it. So he cannot but what? Speak it. This one, we want to continue on with two more points. And I trust God that the Lord will come true for you. you do not say amen. Yeah. I said I trust God that he will come true for you. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 16, King James. So the fifth point, if, if my counting is right, is it, is it fifth? Okay, so the word of God is the first an ultimate agent of change or transformation. The word of God is the first and ultimate agent of change or transformation. The word of God is the first and ultimate agent of change or transformation. If you seek for a change, you cannot go outside of the word of God. Are you with me? You cannot go outside of the word of God. Nothing changes better than the word. And to change you, that there will not be any trace. Recently, about two weeks ago, I stopped by a gentleman that was selling kinky around Spinters. And whilst I was buying the kinky, the way he was just joking around the whole thing was just nice. Then I asked him, do you know that I've sold kinky before? The guy shook his head and said, it cannot be possible. And I said, you are just standing by the roadside, but I have gone beyond the roadside. I go to the roadside in the evening. I go out, carry it on my head, patrolling in town. He said, it's not possible. It cannot happen. And I said, why? He said, you. I mean, how? Who will let you carry Kenke to sell? 
Then I said, it's the word of God that has transformed me that even when I'm telling you that I've sold this thing before, you can't even believe it. And I began to mention other things that I've sold. He looked at me in amazement. I said, it's not possible. Yes. What ended the Abolo selling was when one day it rained. And then whilst I was going to sell, I slipped off on the green grass. And then the glass got broken. The Abolo some came out. So what came out, I sat by and I ate it. <laughs> because it can't go with I mean, I, I ate the one that collected sand. I removed the sand and ate the rest and packed the rest. And I went home. And then I was asked, what happened? And I said, I slipped off. And the thing fell and the glass got broken. It's okay. There was that collected sand. Where I did? I said, I ate them. Hey, I received the beatings. That ended my Abolo career. Are <laughs> you in church? So the word of God can transform you so much that even when you begin to mention your past, begin to mention the things you've been through, people will not even believe it. Do you understand? People will not even believe it. And that will happen to somebody today. Yeah. I said to happen to you today. Yeah. That when you are telling people of your past, they will not believe it. That's what I'm saying, that keep the pictures there. Just in case they don't believe it, you show them what pictures. Because pictures don't lie. You show them where the Lord has taken you from and where you are today. Say amen. amen. A change is coming to you. Amen. A transformation is coming to you. Amen. Say amen. amen. The Bible says that let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Paul is telling the Colossian church to allow the word of God to dwell in them. Because that is the only way they can change something that they want to do either in deed or in word. So indeed means that that business you are doing can be transformed by the word of God. Even your physical body, your health, can be transformed by the word. Psalm 119 verse 120 Sorry, one. 27 verse 20. Sorry. Psalm 127 verse 20. Let me show you something. 20. Oh, I'm wrong. Psalm 119 verse 20. Sorry. Let me show you something. It said, My soul breaketh forth the longing that it has unto thy judgments at all times. No, no, no. It's okay. My soul breaketh forth the longing. My soul. When, when the Bible uses the soul here, it's still referring to the spirit. My soul or my soul 
what breaketh forth the longing that it has unto thy judgment at all times. Now, give us this in the NLT. I am always overwhelmed with what? A desire for what? Your regulations. He's talking about the word of God. Now, why would David be saying something like this? Why would David be talking about the desire for his, his word consistently? Why? If the word does not bring any change, it does not effect any change, why would David be what? Desiring the word consistently be saying that he's so overwhelmed with what? With the word. So if you want a change, then you must be what? Intoxicated. Like Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you are richly. David is saying that he is overwhelmed with what? The word. So both the New and the Old Testament are telling us that we cannot do without the word of God. Is somebody in church? Now, let's go to James chapter 1. This one, you will give it to us in the Amplify. James 1, verse 22. It says that, okay, let's read from the King James, then we will come here. Thank you. It said, but be you doers of the word. And not hearers only. So when you hear the word, he said, practice what? The word. Don't just hear it. Practice it. Why? Because the change you are seeking for is inside the word. But the, that change will only come when you practice. Are you with me? When you do what you practice. So it says that, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23 for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. For he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Many of us, if not all of us, especially all the ladies here, I'm sure you spend some time with the mirror. Is that not it? Even some guys even spend more time in the mirror than even ladies. I, I remember a player like uh, Ronaldo. That was one of the problems Mourinho had with him. The guy can stay in front of the mirror for a long time. <laughs> so you look into the mirror. And just after dropping the mirror, you forgot what you saw. It's not amazing. You look into the mirror to maybe comb your hair dress up and all that, and just after you drop the mirror, you forgot what you saw. The Bible is saying that when you hear the word and you don't do it, you are like that man. This one refused to be that man. Refused to be that woman. I said refused to be that man and refused to be what? That woman. Next verse. It says that, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continue therein, and he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, of the work. He said, this man shall be blessed in all his deeds. This man, which man? The man who hears the word and does the word. He said, that man 
shall be blessed in whatever he does. So the reason why we are not being blessed, could it be we are not doing what we are supposed to do? Eh? Could it be? The church is quiet. Eh? Could it be that we are not doing what we are supposed to do? <laughs> now give it to us in the amplified place. It says that the doers of the word obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betray yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to what the truth. For if anyone who listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror. He thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. Promptly. You don't want to be read it in the Message Bible. I got sad when I read in the Message Bible. <laughs> no, let's, let's start from the verse 22. It said, don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. So, you listen with your left or right and then you give it vent to the other one. So as I am preaching, oh my dakra, this word is not for me, it's for them. Tell them. <laughs> he said, those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are. Or what they look like. Two minutes. Hey. <laughs> they says that, but whoever catches what a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eyes, out of the corner of his eyes, even when you don't pay full attention, a little attention, say that there will be what a transformation. Now let's go to. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Amplify. Is anybody in church with a mirror? Ladies, don't be shy. You'll be carrying it. Ah, uh-uh, I said it. Thank you. You see, it's a phone. It's a mirror. Only one. There are more. Now they don't have a mirror. He didn't bring it. Sorry. He didn't bring it. Or you don't have. Hey. Are you looking for a mirror or are you looking for coins? But you are opening the bag. Mirror there, you should find it quickly. How do we open it? Please open it. Sorry. Ah, okay. Hey. It's a selfie mirror. What? Z phone. Uh, what is Z phone? So you can see your face. 
Do you remember your face? <laughs> you can see your face. You do use mirror. I see one now. Do you remember your face? You remember your nose? <laughs> Offer, do you use mirror? Once in a while. The lady who would date this guy. Okay, you see me in chamber. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We won't say it here. How can you use a mirror once in a while? So when do you use it? On Sundays? Public shop. But there are people who will close their eyes when they go to the barber. Once in a while, use a mirror. What I want to say, I want to, let me just jump before <laughs> I put myself in trouble. It says that now the Lord is that spirit, is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Emancipation from bondage, freedom. There's liberty. There's freedom. Recently, I, I was somewhere with uh, my colleague pastors, and then we took a picture, and then we posted it. In fact, I posted it. And then another pastor wrote behind, under the commented on the picture that freedom is nice. Who, who has to have somewhere just be happy? And the person who wrote freedom is nice. A group from somewhere has picked freedom is nice, and they are angry. Why, why would he say freedom is nice? What do you want to mean? What do you mean that freedom is nice? What are you saying? What are you trying to say? That freedom is nice. Is it that we, we are not in freedom? Let me see. So, <laughs> Total freedom. Do you understand? Total what? Freedom. The spirit of the Lord has made us free. Therefore, let no man put you in bondage. Can you hear me? Let no man put you in what? In bondage. Not even your boss should put you in bondage. Christ has made you free and has made me free and has made all of us what? Free. So let no one put you in what? In bondage. Anyone that tries to put you in bondage, that person is of the devil. With no apologies. And it's the truth. He said, the Lord is that spirit. I keep reading it in the old King James. The Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There is freedom in this church. Because the spirit of God is here. So there's what? There's freedom here. There's no bondage here. Oh? Oh, you're not free. Are you not free? Are you not free? Are you not free? Then verse 18. You will love it. He said, all of us with unveiled face, because we continue to behold 
in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured. As we look into the mirror of the word, we keep changing. Many of you, you are dressing as change because of church. Oh. oh. Oh, say it again. Yes. Myself, why would I wear long sleeves? I never knew how to wear long sleeves. Church made me to learn how to wear long sleeves. I am always in jeans and the sleeveless shirts because I'm always the fighting mind. So my dress is always ready to fight, ready to fight, unless I'm going for a party. Even wake up in. Even wake up in, I'm dressed, I'm weaponized under. So just by removing the top, I'm ready for fight. But when I enter church, I learned how to put on tie, how to wear long sleeves, how to wear suits, how to wear shoe, and not kamboo. Because everything about you must be a weapon. If I wear this, I can't fight. But if I wear dog mouth, which has metal in front of it, the little thing I just do, you hold your leg like this. Yeah. But church has made me now to wear something like this. Say amen. Many ladies here do not know how to do makeup. But church has put pressure on you now to do makeup. Many of you were wearing things, remember four, remember five, remember 16, remember 82. But today, church has made you now not to wear remember again. You wear exercise. Exercise. You can do makeup now. You can do proper hair now. Say amen. Clap for the church. So the more we look into the word of God, the more we are changing. The more we keep changing. Our characters keep changing. Many of us were very rude. Very, very rude. Sharp-tongued. But now it has been, it has, I will not say it is totally out, but it is manageable. We can manage you. So now instead of saying 10 rude words, now you manage 5, 4, or 2, B. Before. Yeah, before. Right, you can even look at the person and say, hmm. But before, you didn't know how to do hmm. Say amen. amen. I said, you did not know how to do hmm. Because that hmm must come with something. Say amen. Yeah. Many of you were fighters. Fighters. You fight anything, anybody. Whether skirts or trousers, you fight. But church has changed you now. So now you look at the person and say, hmm. Yeah. Many of you, we didn't know who an adult is. Everybody is equal. You can dress an adult head to toe without feeling any remorse. You don't feel anything. Yeah. But now you have been trying. When an adult hurts you, you leave. You don't say anything. You say it in your head and leave. It doesn't come out of your mouth. The word of God is working on you small, small. You are changing small, small. You are transforming small, small. Yeah. Say amen. Many of you by church. By church now, you have been refined. Eh? By church, you have been refined. Some of you know this church. Eh? The farthest you have gone is Tessinungwa. Tessinungwa. Highest is Tema. Tema. Highest. Even the Tema, you don't even know which community. 
You don't know which community comes first. Many of you here, you don't know when you use the beach road, which community you meet first. You don't know. Is that what? Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe say it's one. The first community you meet is supposed to be one. But, but the church, the word has brought what? Transformation to you now. Say amen. Has brought transformation to you now. Now the ladies in the church are giving you pressure to dress well. The guys in the church are giving you pressure to dress well. But after church, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you go back to Rasta Popo. But at least on Sunday, you are okay. At least on Sunday. Ah, is the word not working on us? It's not working on us. It's not working on us. Yeah. That's what Peter and the wife say. In the walk. Yeah. The word in the walk. Look how you are neatly dressed. Will you have dressed like this? Yeah. It should not be okay to you. Look at your hair. Beautiful. Because if you come here with nonsense, I will say it. If you come here with nonsense like a mad woman, I will say it. So you have to look in a certain way. If you look at, look at, look at Charles. Look at Charles. Yeah. Charles will wear shorts and something just be moving up and down. Look at his suit. The word is working. I said the word is working. Say amen. Many of you now are business minded. He got to you and not. It was just hand to mouth. You're not thinking of just getting something additional to your income. Nothing. Just hand to mouth, hand to mouth. But today, by the grace of God, as you keep hearing the word of God, you have been transformed now to start some business, to start something. Yeah. yeah. Last week, Sunday, I was hearing, Mrs. Johnson, God bless you so much. Eh? God bless you. I was hearing that she's been multi-pressure on some people in church for Susu. Yes. No, why, why, why would you do it? Because you've heard in the church from the word of God that you must learn how to save. You must learn how to save. So now you are saving. Someone said, oh, it's my own money, but I can't complain to. <laughs> it's my own money, I can't complain to. And I say, yes, it's your own money, but I shall keep it. It's the best job in it. After some time, you go for it again. Today, I don't feel so big, actually. And yet she cry. I have something somewhere. Some points be somewhere that if something happens, I can go for it and look for additional one in addition. But before you were zero, your prospect was what you went to church. Say, man. So keep looking into the word. Are you with me? I said, keep what? Looking into what? The word. Keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. Keep looking. Many ladies before church, before the word, you were just open to just, just any man. But now your taste has changed. To know which man to go for. Oh. The sisters are quiet in the church. They didn't come. Yeah. Your taste has changed. Ever since you came, you came for that seminar when, when I thought about uh, checklist and all that. Your taste has changed now. You are seeing things in a different way. Is that not it? Yeah. Hmm. Number six. 
The word of God is a career of light. The word of God is a career of light. Light is coming to your business. Light is coming to your life. It's coming to your finances. It's coming into everything that concerns you. God said that let there be light. And there was light. In other words, darkness was raining until light came. This morning I pray and I prophesy into your life. Any form of darkness that has been raining until today, until this morning, let the light of God, let the light of God extinguish that darkness. John 1, verse 1. Now you give us the... Do you have ESV? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Then verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Every darkness that has been able to overcome you for all this while today, let there be light in that situation. I said, let there be light in that situation. Let there be light in that situation. Let there be light in that hopeless situation. That disappointed situation receive light. I said, that disappointed situation receive light in the name of Jesus. Either give us message from verse 3. Message Bible. Everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life. And the life was light to live by. The light life or life light blazed out of darkness. Blaze out of darkness, and the darkness could not put it out. You will not be put out. I said, You will not be put out. I said, You will not be put out. That unfortunate situation will not put you out. Let, let me show you something. Genesis. Genesis 1. Let me show you something. You can give us the ESV or New King James. It doesn't matter. Maybe New King James. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. Darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light. Question, where did light come from? Where did it come from? Came from the word. Eh? It came from the word. Okay. The word called the light. And the light came. So how will we know that there's light? Sorry? You speak the word. So how will you know that now there's light? Oh, it is, it's a simple, simple, simple answer. So how will you see that there's light? 
There will be no darkness. Meaning that light has been hiding inside that darkness until you called it. It was still inside. What does that mean? That sickness, there's health inside. When you call for health, it will come out. Eh? That, that disappointment, eh? that disappointment. There is an appointment inside. If you spell the word disappointment, it's whether you not get appointment out of it. So, that disappointment, it came also with what? Appointment. Therefore, look for the appointment inside the disappointment and take it out and leave the rest. I don't know whether you can hear me. You don't need a this. You only need the appointment. But what came to you was what? Disappointment. It's just like you buy food. You buy kenke. It comes with what? Some uh, covering or whatever. But you don't eat the kenke with the covering. You remove the covering and take the kenke out. So what you were expecting was the kenke, not with the covering. Remove the covering and throw it away. Can you hear me? I said what? Remove the covering and throw it away. And take the kenke and go. So you were not expecting disappointment, but it came anyway. Just look inside. Look inside. There is what? Appointment inside. You have been fired from job. Kaldoshe, Paluata, Kristoria, Kapaluata. You have been fired from the job. So you are disheartened. You are discouraged. No, 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 no. No. Inside that firing, if you can look closely, eh? If, if you can look closely, inside that fire that you have been fired, inside that sucking that you have been sucked, if you can look closely, what it means is that the company does not deserve you. The company now, you have become bigger than that company. Therefore, God has elevated you from salary to paying salary. You see, the Bible said that the disciples were comfortable. Eh? When God told them, when Jesus told them, go into the whole world and preach the gospel. They went to gather to one place and they were just comfortable. And then Satan entered into them and scattered them. All of a sudden, the gospel was everywhere. So that scattering was to scatter the gospel. Eh? So sometimes, you see, if, if God has not orchestrated the devil to enter into that company for you to be fired... For you to be fired, eh? There are thousands and one people looking for a job. Eh? Thousands and one people looking for a job. You in that company is denying those thousands and one people job. So God has to now ask Satan that go and enter into the boss of William. Eh? Let the boss raise accusations against William and sack him so that they can start the company. Why? Because there are people who have been praying on their back. There are people who have been praying in the church. People who have been going for all night praying. Father, grant me a job. Grant me a job. And the job is also inside of Willie. And Willie is sitting somewhere. Therefore, Willie must be sacked. Kalobo Shafradia Kamahante. Listen to me. Every misfortune is a bridge. Eh? Did you hear me? Every misfortune is what? It's a bridge for you to walk on to your next level. It is not to, it's not meant to keep you hostage, but it can keep you hostage if you allow it. 
Let the machine stock. And let the machine stock. If there's a small crack here, like this crack, to repair this crack, what do you do? Sorry? You just what? The side. To make it what? But look at the crack. Small. But to fix it, you have to amplify it. He <laughs> didn't hear me. I said, to fix that small crack, you need to make it big in order to what? To fix it. So every disappointment, every misfortune is what? It's a bridge. Do you understand? It's what? A bridge. It's a bridge. It's a bridge. So what happened to Naomi? Naomi had no idea, but she was serving as a bridge for Ruth to walk on so that Ruth can get to Boaz. The Boaz can have an encounter with Ruth. Then they can give birth to Jesse. Then they can give birth to what? David. Then Jesus can come out of it. So therefore, Naomi, you are too comfortable in the land of Moab. I need you back home with what? My asset. But Naomi will not budge. Naomi will not move. So therefore, the things keeping Naomi, God decided to take them out. So he took the husband out. Whether Naomi moved, she was still not moving. Then Naomi, Naomi lost the two sons. And now she was left with nothing. Then Naomi said, now that I have nothing, I'm going back to where I am coming from. Then now God said, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. Just because of one person, God roots. That must be the woman God has ordained to give birth to the grandmother of Jesus. Therefore, Naomi must suffer it. On Wednesday, I told you, at our age, at our level, we are supposed to make sacrifices for the generation coming. So we are supposed to go the 001 so that those coming after us can do the 111 and even will remain that. But see, if you are doing the 111, you are denying somebody. What you are saying in, in effect is that those coming after you should come and make the sacrifice. Is someone listening to me? Yes. So when God spoke, first of all, he saw darkness. He shall cried. Then why am I seeing darkness all over? Why am I not seeing sales? Why are people not buying? Why, why, do, I, why do I have the thing here? You are at Nungwa Market. So people are not buying. You have done everything. People are not buying. Don't get disappointed. Look inside that thing that people are not buying. Look inside where? Look inside where? You will realize that God is speaking to you that you should open up. You have been closed. So he's speaking to you that open up. When you open up, there's somebody who is in need of the thing, but the person is in Tema. How would that person know? They have to move all the way to Nungwa to get it. So therefore, open up. Where? To Tema. Or, get commission sales people. 
open up. You just have one shop with just one salesperson. The Lord is telling you, get more salespeople. And let them do a commission. And because it's commission, by all means, they will sell. But the one who is at the shop takes salary. So whether he, she sells or not, she will be paid anyway. But the commission people, they are always on the move, looking for customers, doing everything to sell. But the one at the shop, you can enter the shop and say that I want this. Oh, we don't have it all. Hey, okay. Uh, where can I get it? And that person will direct the customer somewhere else. But you see the commission person, I want iPhone. We don't have iPhone, but we have Samsung that can do similar things like the iPhone can also do. In fact, the camera is even better than the iPhone you're looking for. In fact, the storage is this. In fact, the battery is this. So the, the, the commission lady is giving the customer an alternative, but the one at the shop just remain at one side. So when the thing is not happening, don't get angry. Don't get sad. Rather, look for alternative, which is inside that bad news. Am I talking to somebody? So when God came and said, let there be light. Let there be light. There was light. Light came out of darkness. So you see, when you continue, God spoke light and light appeared. Continue. Continue. And God saw that light was good and separated. Separated the light from what? And this light is not the moon or the sun. It's talking about revelation. Yes. So anything you ought to do, look for light. Look for knowledge. Look for what's revelation concerning that thing. Eh? He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not lack of prayer. So look for light. When you get the light, you see your way out. Can you hear me? Look at Psalm. Look at Psalm 119, verse 105. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. He said, No, 105. 105. 119, verse 105. Yes. Your word. Your word is a lamp. Onto my feet. Meaning that even when you are not walking, you still have light where you are. They said that it's a light to my path. Path is long. Do you understand? So you don't need lamp. You need what light. Because of what? The path. The journey you are making. You need a lamp. You need a light, not a lamp. So when you are taking care of two people, you need a lamp. When I take care of ten people, you need a light. So I say, your word, your word. Therefore, never say again, I am confused. Never. Anyone who ever says he is confused or she's confused is a person who does not meditate. Anyone that meditates never gets confused. If you like that, this, all the things you are confused about, write them down and give yourself to what? To meditation. Give yourself to meditation. 
Eh? Joshua 1 verse 8. Give yourself to what? Meditation. Let's start verse 7. Give yourself to meditation. You will never be inside that confusion for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. You'll be out. You'll just be out like that. Only be strong and very what? Courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may what? Prosper wherever you go. What is prospering you? The word. The verse 8. Oh boy. He said, this book of the word. This book of the word. This book of the word shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. You shall meditate in it day and night. So gather your friends. As after church, you sit under the tree. You sit at the couch. You sit anywhere. Begin to ask your friend. So this word, what do you see inside? You too, what do you see inside? You are sharing what? Revelation. Bible says that iron sharpness was iron. By the time you know it, that confusion, somebody will say something and then you are just out of that confusion. He said, you shall meditate in the day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, read on my, my church. Read on. For then, oh, I said read on. You make what? Whose way? For then, oh, say, say it like you mean it. As I say, like you mean it. You make my way. Your way. In what? Prosperity. In, your, in what? Prosperity. Meditate on the word. It's not worry, meditate. Eh? Eh? Every confused person is a worrying person. It's just about who meditate on things. Yeah. And so, you are thinking too much. Never say it again. No. Why are you growing lean? You are thinking too much. That's why you are growing lean. Nobody thinks too much and grows lean. Huh? Worry is what to make you what? Lean. And do you know something? As you keep worrying, the enemy will capitalize on the worrying and begin to infiltrate your brain with what? Thoughts. What is the thought? Thought of what? Isolation. He will start isolating you. And as he's isolated, you know what happens to you? You will die. Because you see, when you put a coal of a coal, a coal in a coal pot, you light fire to it in a coal pot. Each of the coal catches what fire. Is that not it? Oh? Those of you who cook, is that not it? But when you take one coal out and you put it out, what happens to it? It dies off. Yes. It dies off. But when you pick that dead coal, you bring it back into the fire. Into the fellowship. Eh? What happens to it? It catches on fire again. So that coal, that coal, eh? Are church members. The coupon is the church. The fire is the word. So as you keep receiving the word, you always be on fire. Ah, as I do receiving the word, you will always be on fire. As you are drawing cold, you are always on fire. As you are being separated, you are always enjoying your fellowship. That's why even God said, let us, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit said, let us. The Apostle said, the grace 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, then the koinonia, the fellowship, the coming together, the participation of the Holy Ghost. What did Jesus say in John 17? He said, let them be together, even as we are together. Isolation kills. Isolation deprives you of what? Wisdom. Deprives your connection. Deprives you. Deprives you of what? Progress and forward movement. Isolation. That is why even the secular world now have identified and recognized these things. So what, do you know what they have brought now? Networking. Eh? Networking. To the, to the extent that networking is even a cause. It's not it. Networking. Any business that is thriving, that has outlived the owners, are not single-owned businesses. They are businesses that are what? Either partnership or joint or something, but not one person. But all the, remember when we are growing up, maybe some of you will not know it, we had a, we had a lot of names. Johnson and Sons. Johnson and this, this and that, this and that. As soon as the father died, the business collapsed. It collapsed. So my dear, have proper fellowship. Can you hear me? Proper what? Fellowship. Can I more say? Let me show you something. Um, Luke 9, verse 1. What are you saying? Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all the demons and to cure diseases, verse 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two or tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Verse 6. So they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him. And he was displeased because it was said by some that John has risen from the dead. And by some that Elijah had what appeared. And by others that one of the old prophets had what risen again. Then verse 9. Herod said, John, have beheaded. But who is this of whom I hear such things? So he sought to see him. The vestige and the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Messiah. They, they went in a group, not individual. They went in a group, in a group. Jesus came as an individual, but he called the twelve to be with him. If your light, you want your light to keep blazing, get the right company. It will never go deep. Do you understand? It will never what? Go deep. Never. It will never go deep. So the word of God is a career of light. So that light is a lamp. That light is a lamp. It's a lamp. It's a lamp. That light from the word, which is the life of Christ, is a lamp to your feet. And the light what? Your path. So stay with the word. Stay. 
Stay. David will say that your word is my meditations day and night. Your word. He said, I have more knowledge. Psalm 119 verse um, 99. After that, look for a scripture from my companions. He said, I have more understanding than all my teachers. For your testimonies are what? What do you meditate upon? What do you meditate upon? So God is saying that instead of worrying, what do you do? I can't hear you. Instead of worrying, what do you do? I said, instead of worrying, what do you do? You do what? You meditate. You meditate. Church, if you like from today, wake up. I've been saying it. Tell me that number. Wake up at dawn and separate yourself from everything else, including the phone. Don't wake up and pick your phone. No. So to avoid that temptation, before you go to bed, put it off. Can you hear me? Put it what? Off. Wake up at dawn and just sit down. Don't even pray. Don't do anything. Just sit down quiet and see what will happen to you. That solution that you are chasing people up and down is inside of you. Eh? But you see, your inside is too loud. It's too, too loud. You need some quietness. The Bible said that there was an earthquake. God was not inside. The fire came. God was not inside. But there was a still, small voice. You are too loud in your system. You are too loud inside of you. Falabale, relax. Maybe even get some cool shower at dawn. And then just sit down. Oh, apostle, I'll sleep. You are not serious. Nothing is pressing you. But if something is pressing you, you'll be up. As a pregnant woman. Ask them if they're able to sleep proper. There's one in the church. Ask them. Eh? Ask them whether she's able to sit properly. As she's sitting down there, she's, she, you'll see her turning like that. She wish you'll be lying down. It's not true. Regular to it's not true. It's true. Yeah. Do you know what is making her do that? What she's carrying. Yes. So remember what I preached. What are you pregnant with? What are you pregnant with? You are pregnant with nothing. That is why you are just there doing nothing. But when you are pregnant with something, your eating will change. Your drinking will change. Your sleeping will change. Even your friends will change. Because there are some of your friends that cannot handle what you are doing. They can't handle it. Yes. What are you doing? You are vomiting the word. Church, having this knowledge, I want you to rise in your spirit and begin to speak light into situations. Do you know why? God has made us in his own image. And his own what? Likeness. That when they see us, they have seen God. And what's the nature of God? When he sees a circumstance which is unfavorable, he takes what? Responsibility. He does not shift what? Responsibility. He takes responsibility and then does something about it. Therefore, you as a church member, you as whoever, accept what? Responsibility and begin to speak light into that thing. Are with me? Oh, my father left everybody. We were young when he left. We don't even know where he is. 
That is why I'm like this. That is why I'm not doing well. It's not your father, it's you. Eh? Oh, I say it's not your father. It's what? It's you. The mawaku you'll be eating, is your father? The KFC you'll be eating, is your father? The gifts you bought during Valentine's, is your father? Homowo is coming, you are saving. Towards Homowo. So that you can spread. Who wants to spread? Hey, you've all repented. Will you have repented? Can never be you. Rise your feet. They said, when you look into the mirror, and then in two minutes you forget, you are the man who hears the word and never does the word. Is that what it is? So we don't want to be that man or that woman. So we have heard that let there be what? Light. God saw darkness and said, let there be light. Have you identified the darkness in your life? Would you want to speak some light into that darkness? I want you to lift your voice and begin to See, I'm not saying pray. I'm saying prophesy. Eh? Can you hear me? Prophesy. Do what? Declarations. He said, you shall decree a thing and shall be what? Established unto you. Therefore, I want you to begin to speak to your life and speak to every circumstance in your life. Let there be light in this issue. Let my business receive light. Let my finance receive light. Let my health receive light. I want you to look into your life and begin to make some declarations. Some brutal declarations. Can you open your mouth and begin now? The Lord wants to hear you. The Lord wants to hear you. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Decree it. Say it. Now, Proverbs 24, verse 3. One of my favorite scriptures. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. It says, True wisdom, a house is built. True wisdom. I want you to start prophesying, declaring to your life. I am loaded with wisdom. Therefore, this life, this life called Philip de la Fiatal, 
you will build something this year. This year will not end without you building something. You will build something from scratch. You will build something. I am loaded with wisdom. I am loaded with understanding. I am loaded. 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 Any trace of foolishness, any trace of misunderstanding. Jesus, prophesy. Jesus. 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 Now, I want us to pray another prayer. Um, Psalm 1 verse 3, which you know already. Psalm 1 verse 3, for the business people. And then those of us who are working for somebody. Genesis 7, uh, 30 verse 26. Uh, let's read this one first. It says that it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Therefore, I declare my, to my business that you are meant to prosper. You are not meant to, to what to die. You are meant to flourish. You are meant to prosper. So therefore, the prosperity grace is located right now. I speak prosperity into you, oh business. Speak it into the business. Can you hear me? Now, Genesis 30 verse 26, for those who work in the corporate world or for somebody, you don't have your own business. This is the prayer you pray. He said, give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go he said, and let me, this, is, this is Job, uh, uh, Jacob talking to Laban, his uncle, and his father-in-law at the same time. And his what? Employer. Can you imagine? One man, employer, father-in-law, and uh, uncle at the same time. For you know my service which I have done for you. The verse 27, oh boy. This is the scripture I used whilst I was working. And I said, by this scripture, I can never be fired. Never be fired. I was, and I was never fired. He said that, and Laban said to him, said to who? To Jacob, please stay. For if I have found favor in your eyes, then he said, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. <laughs> I've learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me. In other words, ever since you joined this company, we can see, we can see. Therefore, stay. So people will be fired, but you will stay. Until that time when you want to leave, nobody can fire you. Yes. So you are going to pray this prayer. The Father, by me, let this company prosper. By me, let this institution do well. Let it do well. Let my bosses, let my bosses see. Let them see. Let them recognize that by me, there's a progress. By me, there's prosperity. By me, there's advancement. Let them see it. Bible said that Joseph in the house of Potiphar, he said, everything that was placed under his hands prospered. He said, I've learned 
that everything entrusted into your hands, that thing prospers. That thing prospers. Would you want to pray that prayer? Lift your voice and begin to pray. Those of you do business, pray this prayer. Those doing business and also working elsewhere, pray those, both prayers. Pray both. Pray. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Kadama sote. Kimahanda namo shefra deki bahantaya. Leko sakianta. Banamondo shaki bahonte sete. Rakopa luatana maha. Lefadiaka makonte. Shakopa lo setenta riakapaha. Velo seke bahanda. Limakote. Liakoria tanamahande. Jesus. 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 Last prayer. Last prayer. Genesis 17, verse 6. One thing you should be grateful for is that by the time you are leaving church, at least you are being prepared with prayer points for the week. So you don't leave your week dry. And these are personal things that you can rise up and pray it for your life. Pray it for your business. Pray for the things that concern you. Yes. Are you here? So instead of doing the work, I've done the work for you. Is that, can you read it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought you shout. <laughs> ah, I thought you shout. Do it again. This time around, personalize it. Let's go. No, 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 no. And he will make me exceedingly what fruitful. I will make what nations out of me, and kings shall come. But do you know something? God has mentioned something which is not explicit. But God has mentioned something which is not explicit. But the things he has said, he has said something which is not too, it's not written boldly for you to see, but he has said it. What is that? He said, I will make you fruitful. I will make nations out of you and then kings will come out of you. What is God saying? What is God saying? So you see, do you see why you have to meditate on the word of God? If nations will come out of you and kings will come out of you, it means that God has moved you from the ordinary to extraordinary. 
So if a king comes out of you, you become what? Queen mother. If a queen comes out of you, you become what? Queen mother. So, he that you were nothing. He that you were nothing. Like, like, like Mordecai was nothing. Just sitting at the gate of the palace. But the other thing, the Bible said the king could not sleep. Esther 6. The king could not sleep. And then the king woke up. When he read, he said, call Mordecai who used to sit at the gate. And from that day, he became royalty. Today, your life is moving from ordinary to extraordinary. They, they, they made a mockery of you. And he said, what good can come out of you? Oh, Nathaniel said, what good can come out of Nazareth? But to his surprise, something fantastic, something better than good came out of Nazareth. And I speak to you. Oh, daughter or son of Zion, the kings will come out of you. As the kings will come out of you, royals will come out of you, nations will come out of you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hold on. So, you ask, Apostle, how will a nation come out of me? You can only know it by meditation. How will a nation come out of me? You see, this your business called Vivian is where Ghana. By the time it gets to US, a nation has come out of you. Yeah. You don't understand it. You see, a nation has come out of you. You have bet what? A nation. So at your website, you mention what the countries you have given birth to by virtue of what Vivian. That's how nations come out of you. One of the ways nations come out of you. How will the nation come out of you? The Lord has blessed you so much, so much that when you were pregnant two months, you got a visa, you went to the U.S., you gave birth in the U.S., then your child has become a U.S. citizen. A nation has come out of you. See the way you're even clapping. Because it's like you, can, you can't see it happening. Eh? It's, it's like can't happen, right? It cannot happen. Eh? It cannot happen. It cannot happen. Ah, when we know here when Peter was called, that produced this sin, and by, before we could say Jack Robinson is out. So why can't this happen? Now, if the Lord will bless your business and prosper your business, what is visa that you cannot get to the U.S.? Let me tell you one truth. The only major reason why people are bound for U.S. is the statement they have. The financial statement. That's the major reason. When U.S. embassy realizes that you cannot leave this money in Ghana and go and be in the U.S., they give you visa. So even when you ask for two months, they give you five years. But when they say 200,000, 500,000, they say, oh, sure, it's nothing. They convert it to dollars, they say, it's nothing. Maybe you have been borrowed it. But when you have millions in your account, and you go for the visa, they look at your account. They look at your account. They say, I'll go for how long? Three days. Hey, just three days. Okay. Go to DHL tomorrow for your passport. You go to DHL tomorrow, they give you 10 years. They say, I'll go for three days, they'll give you 10 years. Why? Luchi, money. So they'll give you 10 years so you can send some of the money to your country. 
So the reason why they bounce people, let me tell you the truth, is money in the account. It's not anything, it's money. So what I'm saying that the Lord is loading your account with, with, with millions. And you can get a US visa. Eh? You can get... <coughs> when you have millions in your account, you don't need a pastor to pray for you. Eh? You don't need a pastor to pray for you. You just go straight to them and say, eh, can I tell you something? A gentleman went to the bank with his boys who were carrying the money. And saw the tailor. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. Can I see your fucking manager? Then the tailor said, please, be decorum. You are in the bank. You can't speak like this. You can't talk fucking shit to me. Do you understand? I said, I want to see your fucking manager. Then other tellers came around and said, fucking shit. I said, I want to see your... No, no, I want to see your fucking manager here. They went to call RMs. RMs came. They said, who are these? They said, they are RMs. Who are these RMs? I want to see your fucking manager. Is your fucking manager around? Then eventually, the manager came out. They said, you the fucking manager. They said, hey, sir, you can't call me fucking. He said, I can't call you fucking. I'm holding $10 billion to deposit. I said, yo, I am the fucking manager. <laughs> To receive your fucking money. He said, I am your fucking manager to receive your fucking money. What are these fucking tellers telling you in this place? What are these fucking tellers telling you? When he had the money, he said he's fucking now. He's fucking. Carabo shatter. Poverty a bastard. Can you hear me? Yeah. Poverty what? Yeah. I'm a bastard. You are getting money. Amen. In fact, God is giving you brilliant ideas for money. Come on, receive it. I said brilliant ideas for money. I said brilliant ideas for money. I said brilliant ideas for money. Yesterday I was watching a video. A lot of blacks have been insulting Joe Biden. So Joe Biden was going and then he saw some blacks in the restaurant that he packed and then walked in. The same blacks were insulting him. So, oh, hello, Mr. President. Can we take a selfie? Then Joe Biden himself took the phone from them and stood this way to take a selfie. Come and see the blacks. You can insult when you see the flat stuff house. But has appeared. All the insult has been swallowed because will you get to take a picture with the first gentleman on the land? We are talking about America, not Ghana. Yes. Even God is my Baba, people take a picture with him. I just said God is my Baba. I didn't mention anybody's name. So this morning, a grace is coming over your life. Can you understand what I'm saying? A grace is coming over your life. Yeah. Where that grace is that, listen to me, you don't need to be walking up and down too much. Just pick a phone. Call DVLA. They'll deliver. Pick a phone. Call passport office. They'll deliver. That's why those with private jets don't go to immigration. Immigration goes to them. They don't go to immigration. Immigration goes to them. Their bosses leave their office with their stamp and everything and go to them at the tarmac and check them up and then they enter to the plane and then they walk back. What are you talking about? 
If a cocaine, whose phone is this? If a cocaine can get a private jet, the Bible should be able to get more. I don't know whether you understood what I said. The Bible should be able to what? To get more. So begin to refine your mind and reprogram your brain and know that it is what? Possible. As I conclude with you, a black man entered into a bank and he was sacked. They said the bank is meant for whites. It's not for blacks. After how much do you even have to enter here? So they, they sacked him. He came out and stood in front of the bank. He said, give me five years. I will buy this bank. I will sack all of you. Then he left them. He got provoked. He got provoked and went to work. Business. He got so intoxicated just to buy that bank and sack all the whites and employ all blacks. After five years, he went back there and got for a general meeting. And told the manager to announce to them that they have all been fired. He said, what? Fired? He said, yeah, this man has bought the bank. After five years. So therefore, it is what? Possible. You may be zero today, but not tomorrow. Can you hear me? See, sir, once upon a time, they brought the sick to Peter, John, James. They couldn't do anything. Eh? They couldn't do anything. And the person whose son was nowhere was making mockery of them and told Jesus, we brought this epileptic child to your people who have been praying, doing Shabbat Shabbat. They couldn't do anything. But the following day, after some time, Peter was not laying hands. He was laying his shadow. The person who, some time ago, placed his hand and nothing happened. Now, people carry sick people and place them so the shadow of Peter, the same man who fall on it. And the Bible said that anyone that had an encounter with a shadow got healed. You may be zero in your pocket or in your accounts today, but your life is not zero. Can you hear me? I said, this life is not zero. It's impossible today not to be able to afford certain things, but trust the word of God. Take your mind back some two, three years ago. There were things you couldn't afford two, three years ago, but today you can afford them. It should tell you also that the things you can afford today also, give yourself another two years to come. You will buy it and buy it in abundance. So look at your neighbor in the eyes and say, my neighbor, don't faint. Don't lose heart. Pick up, pick up, pick up yourself. Shake yourself out of the dust. Shake yourself out of the dust. Shake yourself. Listen, if they're not shaking, shake them. Lift your voice and thank him. Lift your voice and thank him.
Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Say amen. amen. Let's close your eyes with me. You are here. You are not born again. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want to do so this morning. You want to surrender to Jesus. You want to confess the Lordship of Jesus for your life. I want you to lift up your right hand and I pray with me. You want to be born again. You do not want to die and go to hell. You want to be born again. You want to be sure. If you are not sure, it's a sign that you are not born again. Bro, if you are born again, you'll be sure. You're not too sure. You want to be sure. You don't want to take chances. I want you to lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. God bless you, my sister there. God bless you, my brother there. God bless you so much. God bless you, my sister here too. God bless you. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. God bless you. Come. Come to me. Let me pray for you. Come to me. Come to me. Pray. Hallelujah. Once upon a time, I was so caught like this. And I gave my life to Christ. Yes. I was in class four. Yeah. And there was a, a program at Tema Community 8 School by Deeper Life. And the Reverend Doctor, W.F. Kumuyi, led me to Christ. I was in class four. I remember where. Hallelujah. How are you able to remember? For the person who invited me was my senior one year. Lift your two hands and say this prayer after me. Take it as your own prayer, okay? Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for dying for me. Going on the cross to go through the humiliation, suffering, shame, pain for me. Thank you. This hour, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart and make it your home. Today, by faith in your name, I declare I am born again. I am a new person. I am a new person. Father, thank you for this gift of salvation. Say amen. Let me pray for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the lives of these wonderful people standing here. I pray that let your grace keep them. Let your spirit minister to them. Jesus. Let them never regret this bold decision they've taken this morning. And now, therefore, I pray anything that hitherto has contested their salvation, today that power is broken. They have become new now. They have become new. Now I silence the voice of the accuser in your life that henceforth he has no authority or power to accuse you any longer because you are a new person from today. Father, thank you for these people. In Jesus' mighty name, say amen. amen.